0: The Midweek Horror Podcast is supported by Horrified, the website that celebrates and champions British horror, covering films, television, books, fiction and more. You can visit Horrified at horrifiedmagazine.co.uk and find them on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram at horrifiedmag. This is the Midweek Horror Podcast with Hannah Fox and Alice Reid.
1: Good evening, Alice, and welcome to the Midweek Horror Podcast.
0: Good evening to you as well, Hannah. How are you?
1: Well, I thought that was very fancy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's an excellent way to kick us off.
1: Always good to be cordial.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Where did this come from? Have I been rude to you? Is this passive-aggressive?
1: Well, I don't want to say anything, but... Yeah.
0: I um, So I'm really... I don't know about you, I'm really excited today, because not only are we watching the fabulous-sounding Polter Heist... Mm,
1: been looking forward to this one.
0: Yeah. We also are going to be trying a new section at the start of the podcast, where we tell each other about other films that we have yes. seen. Do you think this needs a jingle?
1: I mean, I always enjoy a jingle, but then... Up to you,
0: okay, I'll see what you can find. make a decision <laughs> when I'm editing it, okay, so guys at home, you may be about to hear a jingle,
1: so actually, this is a bit of a this was a bit of a last minute special episode in that we thought we had quite a bit of time, but of course, old Bojo has called us another lockdown, so yeah. Here we are. Can I just say this isn't during lockdown? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) This is what we're looking two days before now. Yeah. 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 So we thought we'd cram one more in before we have to have a month off. So yeah, bit of a shame, but never mind.
0: So would you like to go first hand with the films that you've seen since we did our last podcast? Because I think you've seen a couple that I'd be very interested in hearing about.
1: Yeah. So I think the two in particular uh, were the ones that I watched over Halloween weekend, which I also put on my Twitter. So some of you guys uh, might have seen that because um, they had both had a fantastic old fashioned like movie posters. So I was like, this would be a shame not to put these on Twitter. So, yeah, that was cool. Um And these two, the first one I watched, actually, I'd, yeah, I'll take them individually, was called Hands of the Ripper. And this was a Hammer film production. Um It just come onto to Britbox. So I thought, brilliant, I've got Britbox. Let's give it a watch. And I have to say, I thoroughly enjoyed it. So, um I'll give you a kind of bit of a rundown without spoilers, because I think you would I think you would like it. I think you'd find it fun. Basically, it's about so at the start of the film we see Jack the Ripper at home with his missus and
0: his, his Mrs. Ripper. Mrs.
1: Ripper. <laughs> well actually, I say he's at home. He runs into the home because he's being chased by, you know, the kind of mad crowd with their pitchforks and things trying to like hunt him down. And um basically ends up killing his wife and the daughter is kind of witnesses all of this. And I don't, we're not in spoiler territory because the the film is about the daughter, so it's fine. And anyway, so yeah, Jack the Ripper kills the wife, leaves the daughter there and flees. And then fast forward about 16 years and we are then um, following the daughter. So she ends up living with, not a psychic, um, you know, the kind of it, typical old woman who a does...
0: spiritualist, a, spiritual, a medium.
1: Yes, a medium, that's it. Um, so we, we forward, go forward 16 years and she's there with this medium. Basically, I think this medium adopts her, but she's sort of using her as well. So they're all in this room having a, a seance and the medium is using the girl to pretend to be the, the ghost. So they're all like, oh gosh, my dead daughter. And it, it's not, it's just the girl. But anyway, one of the people in the room is, is a bit wise to this. He's, um, I think he's a psychologist. Something like that. I want to say a psychologist. I'll find out later and tell you what it really was. <laughs> but he's, um, anyway, he's really interested in what's really going on. And what happens next is that I won't, I won't go into too much detail because I think it probably would be getting into a bit of spoiler territory. But she, the young daughter, who's about 17 at this point, she ends up going to live with the psychiatrist, I think psychiatrist, psychologist. Anyway, he's very interested in the mind and the brain. And she goes to live with him. And basically he is trying to examine her and understand her behaviour because he believes that she might be responsible for some murders.
0: Oh, that's come out of left field.
1: Yes. This is quite interesting. And it is really hard, actually, not to spoil it. But I would say give it a watch because it's a proper good hammer horror from the 70s. It's very over-the-top kind of gore, but not in a kind of like, oh, I can't take this way. You know, it's like knife through the chest, bright red blood everywhere. Yeah, yeah. A lot of women go, ah! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's really good fun. Um, one of the prostitutes in it, actually, because there's a one point where they go down Whitechapel and there's lots of prostitutes, was, um, the lady out of Open All Hours, which I found quite surprising. A young, oh, Nurse really? Cladice Emmanuel. Do you remember her from Open All Hours? Good
0: knowledge, Anne.
1: I think her name is Linda Barron, but you know, when you're looking at someone, I was like, that's gotta be her, but yeah, so a young Linda Barron was in it. And yeah. Brilliant film, really, really enjoyed it, and it was a really nice little introduction to Halloween. But it is hard to talk about it without um, spoiling it. But it it is just—it was for me just like the the old-time horror types of film that I want to watch because gory, fun, you know, lots going on, and yeah, brilliant. Really enjoyed it.
0: So one question: Mm. Supernatural, yes or no? Yes. Brilliant. Yeah, that's what I like. Yeah. Spooky business.
1: Spooky business, yeah. yeah. So that was that was very good fun. Sorry, I've waffled through that a bit. But, no, this um, is brilliant. I suddenly realised it was quite... I was going to go into spoiler territory a bit, so it was, it was quite tricky. Um, but the other one, also... I
0: definitely check that out though Yeah,
1: you'd enjoy it. You'd definitely enjoy it, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. And for me, I would say four stars.
0: Wow, yeah, okay, good. excellent.
1: Liked it. The next one I watched was called The Devil Rides Out.
0: That sounds brilliant. Yeah. Just based... Is- purely on name.
1: Well, it was fantastic. Really enjoyed it. Just again, what you want? Another hammer. Christopher Lee was the lead and I just love Christopher Lee anyway. Obviously, you know, he's kind of known for doing things like Dracula and he was just he was brilliant. He he was um
0: Was he the devil?
1: No, he wasn't actually. He was the goody in this oh, one, really? which was really interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically with this one, He's some very posh gentleman who he's supposed to be having some reunion with a lot of his other posh gentleman friends at some club. When one of the friends doesn't turn up, so him and his friend Rex they go and try and find the friend. When they get to the friend's house, he's kind of having some big meeting of some society that he's a member of. But Christopher Lee's a bit suspicious about this, so he's like kind of walking around listening to people. Basically, is like something else is going on here. Something's not right, and he thinks that it might be something a bit dark going on. So, anyway, him and his friend Rex basically find out that what they're really doing is having like a like a cult, occult a meetings. So, basically, then what the film does is follows Christopher Lee. What oh God? What is his name? Count it's it's a weird name it's like Count de Urich or something <laughs> it wasn't Definitely
0: like close enough yeah
1: it wasn't like Joe Blogs you yeah, know what I mean? yeah. it was quite a weird name and him and Rex uh, basically are trying to rescue this guy Simon from the cult and of course the cult leader does not like this and is chasing them round, and there's, yeah, lots of shenanigans going on, weird demons appearing. Oh, brilliant,
0: and, yeah. So another supernatural. Another
1: supernatural. Yeah, good. And great characters. There's a brilliant bit where they're all in, like, this salt circle, and there's, like, a giant tarantula coming up to the circle. Oh, wow. And it's, like, proper 1960s, 1970s special effects, which is just brilliant, you know, really, really good fun. Um, the guy that was in um, The Good Life, Jerry. Do you remember Jerry?
0: He's, no, I he's in think it. I think you're a bit you're a bit more well read than I. Or I just watch a lot of classic crappy old TV shows, classic sitcoms. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah, he's in it anyway. For anyone who does know him, and also for anyone who's a soap fan, Simon, the young kind of suave young man, his he's been in Emmerdale as some old chap called Rodney, and I was like, oh. Yeah, so funny. yeah that was weird
0: was rodney one of the dingles
1: no he was it was just more of a random character i think his daughter was bernice <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i didn't watch it for very my mum used to watch it uh but anyway love again i absolutely love this it was brilliant i would probably give that a four as well solid four actually one fact i did sorry did go off track of it but one fact i did discover about the devil rides out which really did make me laugh so the guy who plays Rex in it, apparently he was some sort of singer. So when he did, when he was acting in the film, when they came to like edit it and stuff, it didn't really work for them because they said he sort of was a bit sing song in how he spoke and he sort of sang his lines a bit. Um, so he, I found this out today. His voice is dubbed by someone else. <laughs> Which is really weird. They just wouldn't do that today, would they? No, so is I, it obvious? No, not at all. So I kind of really want to watch it again that would just like a bit of it. To see if it is obvious when you know. But I would never have guessed. I think it's called Leon Green, the guy who that plays works. Rex, but I that's bizarre.
0: I would love to hear his original yes. soundtrack.
1: Me too.
0: Oh, my God, <laughs> yeah. it's really a scared. tarantula. <laughs> the
1: coming for me. <laughs> <laughs> I like, also, I wonder when they realise this. Were they yeah, like, yeah. mm, bit sing song. Or maybe it was one of those things where they keep going, no, just say the line, say the line. <laughs> and it's like, I am saying the line. <laughs> And just the sort of thing now, they just wouldn't do it, would they? They just wouldn't.
0: No. No. They probably thought Sounds he was, funny.
1: like, he, he, I don't know whether he was, because he's, he's a good-looking guy, you know. Yeah, like, They yeah. thought he was a bit of, like, a heartthrob, and they, did, they liked how he looked, but not his voice. <laughs> Very weird. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. One of my favourite bits, actually, was when they're, like, they're driving around in the car, and obviously it's not the actual scene behind them. You know, when they put like a cut, they're obviously in front of a green screen or something. That just, it just, I love films of that time where it's not perfect. And nowadays you look at the special effects and you think, we would never think they were realistic, but it's fun. You know, that's what makes the film. I also, what I also found quite funny in this is every time they want to like capture someone or, or like put someone to sleep. Basically this guy just punches everyone and it's a proper like, Across the face.
0: Yeah. And they're yeah,
1: yeah. knocked out cold for like 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like their only way of like dealing with anyone, just punch them across the face.
0: I think. So I enjoyed that. <laughs> <laughs> talking, talking about the car in front of the green screen, mm. I think one thing that probably helps us with old films and low budget films is the fact that because we like the theatre, we're quite used to suspending disbelief. Yeah. You know, like when you go to the theatre, they wouldn't be in front of a green screen, they'd be in front of a painting.
1: Yeah, that's um, true. And you yeah. know, we, we
0: find, we find those sort of things charming.
1: Just checking, I've got the name of that film right, like, actually. I've just been like, everyone, go and watch the wrong film. Yeah, The Devil Rides Out, that's what I said, wasn't it? Yeah. And I have noted here that it was directed by Terence Fisher. So there you go. Oh,
0: a fact. A fact. <laughs> a rare fact from the Midweek Horror Podcast.
1: Enjoy it while you can, guys. <laughs> and
0: that, they're both on Britbox. If people both want
1: on Britbox. Watching. Yeah. And um, there's loads coming on actually um, of the hammer film sort of genre. Yeah, so keen to watch some more. It'd be good to watch one together, actually, as well. Sorry, I was a bit impatient. No, Couldn't no. I wait. I so just needed something good for Halloween. Well, so. actually, yeah,
0: the film I watched was one that I'd mentally lined up Ooh, for us to do so as a podcast.
1: Pray tell.
0: Well, uh, like you, I got impatient and watched it. Mm. So a film I've wanted to see for ages mm. is a film by Remy Weeks called His House. And mm. this has got a, a huge amount of good buzz. So, I, you know, I keep half an eye on British horror all the time because I I like British horror films. Mm. But this year seems to have been a really good year for AAA British films because we've had two that have picked up a lot of acclaim. St. Maud, which I haven't been able to Mm. see yet, was meant to be absolutely brilliant. And the other one that's got a lot of buzz is His House, and that was picked up by Netflix. And it went live on Netflix on the 30th of October. And I'd been waiting for it so long, I couldn't wait anymore. So I watched it that, that very night. Wow. Do you know much about it?
1: Uh, no, I've heard of it. Um, I've seen it advertised. That No, not much at all.
0: It's about a couple of refugees. I'm pretty sure they're from South Sudan. Mm-hmm. Who come to the UK and are settled as asylum seekers in a house. I will not give... To be honest, there isn't too much to give away about the plot. It's a haunted house, <laughs> you know. There's super, there's supernatural hijinks going on in the house. Uh, it's that kind of movie, but it has some really, really interesting visuals and frights, and it all gets a bit dream sequency towards the end. Mm. So it is a very, very accomplished film about a haunting in a house. And I had a look at Rotten Tomatoes after I watched it, and it's got 100% based on 50 reviews already. Wow. Very highly regarded, and I enjoyed it a lot. So to start with a slight note of caution, one thing I was really looking forward to is seeing the inevitable stuff about racism in there, because Mm. this is a family of refugees who come to the UK. They're encountering people in the system for processing asylum seekers. They're then put in a house in a very grotty part of the UK uh, with some not very nice neighbours. I thought this might sort of be in the same league as Get Out in that regard. Mm. I didn't find the portrayal of racism as nuanced or as enlightening as I found Get Out. Okay. That didn't detract from my enjoyment of the film, but it's an aspect of the film that I was looking forward to Mm. and thought would be a bigger part of my appreciation of it. However, the visuals the atmosphere, the performances, the plot, all done very, very well. Mm. Something they do that's really interesting is use African folklore. Uh, I don't want to say too much again because it's getting into spoiling the Mm. story, but there's a concept of retribution from a supernatural entity that's kind of a bit vengeful. yeah. Um, so that all starts to come out of the woodwork. The two main characters both do superb performances, especially. I was especially interested in the male leads performance where he, it's a combination of somebody who's losing it a bit, but trying to keep his shit together and almost try to put a brave face on it. He's like, you know, this is my house. This is our new life. Mm. Everything's going to be fine. (laughs) You know, let's sit at the table and eat our dinner. Mm. Uh, And that's done very well. That's done very well. Some really good scares as well. There's one, a jump scare, right, very near the beginning, surprisingly near the beginning. I thought there was going to be a bit of more of a slow burn build-up. That, you know... (laughs) I didn't quite crap my pants, but I wasn't far off. It really made me jump, you know. It was like, it felt like a little bit of a low blow that yeah, early on. Yeah. And you, it didn't feel like it was building to a scare. <laughs> <laughs> and when it happened, I was like, crap, dropping my galaxy minstrels.
1: Oh, you um, don't want to do that. You no. You don't want to no. fluff on the minstrels, do you? No. No. Oh, thank you.
0: <laughs> yeah, so really good, really good. I think I would give this. Probably four and a half stars.
1: Okay, yeah. I think. Cool. I definitely want to give that a watch. Yeah. Where did you watch it? Netflix, did you say? Yeah, it's on Netflix. i I it, seen it advertised, but I couldn't work out where. Netflix, great.
0: Yeah, super. I'd be up for watching it again, to be honest. So maybe we do... Well, any of the three films we've discussed, we could do as a full episode.
1: True. Or even during lockdown, just watch them and tell tell each other what we thought about them. Yeah, on (laughs) Zoom
0: or something. yeah. So we do have to work out how to record Zoom calls.
1: Yeah, we're quite old.
0: And also how to do Zoom calls. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard of Zoom. <laughs> we'll work something out. We'll work something out. We'll
1: get there. Yeah, yeah. don't worry. We'll I've, got, be
0: fine. I've got a horrible feeling this might be longer than a month, but we'll see.
1: It might be, but I think I think we'll manage. I mean, the wonders of technology. Now I'm sure yeah. we can we can sort something out.
0: Right. Well, now that's out of the way, we've Ooh. brought each other up to speed. We're ready to watch the trailer yeah. of Poltergeist. Heist. Woo-woo. Well, I thought that looked brilliant. I
1: thought that looked absolutely brilliant and hilarious.
0: The plot, as far as I understand it, that was actually a really good trailer. Yeah. Because the film's got a nice novel concept mm. and the trailer just sets it out very clearly. Yeah. It's like a lot of the trailers we watch, especially for horror films you're bombarded with this troubling imagery. Mm. And you're like, well, that looked quite scary, but I don't have a clue what it's about.
1: <laughs> yeah, God knows what's going on.
0: This is a film about a couple of crooks who drown someone.
1: Yeah, or well, they kill him in some way and he ends up in the water. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And then we see them speaking to another gangster who...
1: Who has the best hair I've ever seen. It's amazing hair, <laughs> yeah. He
0: looks like a very funny character. He does. And when we first see him, he's... um playing cricket in a very menacing way. Mm. And basically, it turns out the guy they've killed owed him some money. And they're saying to him, we don't know where your money is. And he makes it clear that if he doesn't get his money back, they're going to pay. We then cut to a news report about a psychic, a medium who's helping the police with some inquiries regarding a murder. And naturally... The criminals decide that the best thing they can do at this juncture is um, barge into the medium's house with balaclavas on and demand that she contacts the dead gangster.
1: Yeah, Frank. Frank, Frank. that's it. Um, I'm guessing shes they must have worked out she was quite a successful medium because she's found two dead bodies on the moor, hasn't she? That's yeah, what yeah. the like, police footage is all about. So
0: she, she's got form. She's
1: got form, yeah. So, yeah, these two guys go around there and basically get her to invoke.
0: Summon or Summon, channel, yeah, whatever. Frank.
1: Frank. <laughs> 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 Who um, sounds, again, brilliant as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he's coming through. Yeah. And then, so then after that, it, it it did do the typical thing where there's some a car chase. Yeah, yeah. Stuff going on. So I think basically what we do know is that Frank comes through the medium And then they're like, right, tell us where the money is. And he's like, well, what are you going to do? I'm already dead. Yeah, yeah. And from there, we're like, not really sure what's going to happen next.
0: The performance that the medium puts in looks really good because obviously Frank's speaking through her. Mm. So as well as playing her own character, she has to play this gangster who's angry about the fact that he's been killed. Yeah, yeah. And she actually looks like she does a really good job of it. She looks
1: brilliant, yeah. Like, because it's When when she's in
0: character as Frank.
1: An older northern man who's quite menacing, and she looks like quite a timid little woman. So, yeah, that's really good.
0: I'm really excited about this. Me too.
1: It looks like a lot of fun as well. I think kind of typical horror stuff, but also hopefully some laughs as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm going to predict a four and a half for this. Four and a half stars.
1: I'm going to predict a four. Okay. Yes. A solid four.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, should we check out Polterheist then? Let's
1: do it. So that was Poltergeist. So,
0: what did you think, Anne?
1: Well, I um I actually really enjoyed it. Yeah, me too. I think it was maybe so I really enjoyed I really enjoyed it. It was really good fun. Really loved it. The plot I thought was very good, very different, you know, pretty unique. Some of the how they actually put the film together and some of the acting possibly let it down a little bit.
0: Oh, really? I
1: thought um I thought Tariq was Awful, really horrendous. When you compared him to Joe Mousley,
0: <laughs> uh, well, we, I think we can both agree that Joe Mousley, who played
1: uh, Alice
0: Alice Moon, Moon. Yeah. the medium, she did a superb job because, as she well as playing this sort of shy, retiring psychic, she spent much of the film uh, as host to the spirit of Frank, mm. who was a gangster
1: an older male gangster yeah, which yeah. was in, I thought it was incredible how she portrayed him.
0: Yeah, that and it was the Absolutely best fantastic. thing best thing in the film. And yeah. I think the biggest laughs were just when she came out with some choice gangster turn of phrase. Yeah. Cuz she did it so well. So, so she, natural, wasn't she? Yeah, really yeah.
1: natural with it. I actually just did believe she was possessed.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I think we can both agree she was man of the match. Yeah. Brilliant. I really, I really liked Tarek's performance. Oh, I thought it
1: was terrible. Shocking. Like, amateur, so amateur. What was the editor called? Um, Sid Akbar Ali. Sorry, Sid. I, I thought you were horrendous.
0: <laughs> I thought he was brilliant.
1: I thought compared to the others, it just, it just really let it down. I thought was he a f- I thought was he that did he either write it or was he a friend of someone? Because it was like that thing where you cast your mate because they're like.
0: I hope he's a friend of someone.
1: No, you know what I mean. (laughs) It's like no, I know if you you cast me, one of the creatives. (laughs) If you were Spielberg and you cast me in Jurassic Park Ten or do you know what I mean. It was like I just felt like he wasn't a natural actor. I didn't, I didn't find him believable.
0: I found him the most believable. Yeah, I I thought it was a very natural and realistic performance in a film where. A lot of the other characters were, not in a bad way, but over the top. I well, I totally.
1: mean, the, yeah. So the uncle. Yeah. Uday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, um, he was almost, he was very over the top. Yeah. He was almost a caricature, I think. A bit like, um. Yes, he
0: was, but I think he did it well.
1: Yeah, he did. Yeah. But I think that he was meant, to, he was meant to be like that. So a bit like, you know, in, oh, odd reference, but, um, oh, it's not going to come to me now, is it? Jesus, my brain. When they're in um another comedy, American comedy, they go to Vegas and then they all, like, take roofies and they can't remember anything the next day. The Hangover. You, oh, the God, Hangover.
0: I'm just about to get it.
1: <laughs> so in The Hangover, you know, the, you've got the uh, the little Chinese guy.
0: I've never seen it.
1: Okay, well, he's... I, um, I only watch horrors, Han. <laughs> Fair enough. I only enough. watch horrors. Well, he's, like, so over the top and, like... A massive like caricature, and I think this guy's meant to be the same thing, so I know what you mean. Some of the characters were over the top, but even with that didn't do it for me, but th- he did for you, so that's fine.
0: I think he had some great facial acting as well, just mm. like a look of gangsterness
1: did you think yeah, yeah.
0: at times, yeah, oh, how was it That was my favorite, apart from Alice Moon,
1: mm. I mean, Alice Moon did steal the Played show. Played
0: by Joe Mousley.
1: <laughs> Indeed, Joe Mousley. Right.
0: We've we've done our research on this <laughs> we, one. We, we have. We want to show off that we know some names. <laughs> we've
1: looked at Wikipedia at least once.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that films on Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> well, I say Wikipedia. I am <laughs> It
1: might be actually. I don't know. I mean, I'm. I'm, <laughs> I'm don't speak it, too soon. And
0: that that's no disrespect to Polterheist. A yeah. lot of films that I've seen and really enjoyed haven't quite met the bar for inclusion in Wikipedia.
1: I think some of it though is a budget thing. I mean, that obviously wasn't big budget, but I thought it was a really good plot. I thought it was different. I've not seen anything like that. And um obviously we're, you know, in no spoiler section at the moment, but the end was really good as well. Really liked how they wrapped it up. Brilliant. Really nicely done, little film.
0: Should we talk about not likes? Do you have any not likes?
1: Apart from Tarek. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, I love Tarek. Honestly, honestly, mm. after The Psychic, he was my favourite performance. One thing I didn't like was that not all the humour worked for me. Agreed. The sort of laddish sexual humour. I... In fact, there was, there was one joke, which we can talk about in the spoiler section, which in terms of the structure of the joke... Mm. was quite a well-put-together joke with a funny reveal. Mm. But you and me just greeted it in stony silence. Do you know <laughs> the joke I mean?
1: Um, mm. I don't know. Maybe. Uh,
0: there was a, a reveal partway through a conversation.
1: Oh. oh, that, oh, yeah, that was, yeah.
0: It was a bit...
1: That was so cringe. I, th- I think
0: there was a lot of that with Uday's sort of humour about all the various... Babe seeing had hanging around. Yeah, it was a bit
1: cringe and a bit, again, it'd been, for me, some of what I didn't like about that film is they copied other things that have been done before and, like, with Lucy. I saw that coming a mile off it. It Oh, you did. You did.
0: did. But I tell you what, if we're going to talk about Lucy, Mm. let's get into the spoiler section. Let's get into the spoiler section. It's our
1: favourite, anyway.
0: Yeah, it is. Let's give it some stars before we go to the jingle. okay.
1: Really enjoyed it. Lovely plot, lovely little film. However, I think I'm going to go more towards a three, just because I think a bit, bit lacking in quality of how they actually made the film. And like you said, some of the humor and some of the humor, bit of the acting and some of the dialogue just didn't quite do it for me.
0: Some of the humor did do it for us. Cause we were laughing it did. quite a lot. Yeah, it.
1: But some of it didn't. Yeah. So. yeah. yeah.
0: There, there was definitely a bit of hit and miss there. So, before we saw the film based on the trailer, I was hoping optimistically for a four and a half stars. Mm. I can't in good conscience give it four and a half stars when I think that I gave Mandy one and a half stars.
1: You <laughs> know, I know, Mandy. I know these stars are a bit arbitrary. <laughs> I know, we I, kind of go up and down. I,
0: know, I know, it depends what mood I'm in, mean, really. It
1: totally depends I, what mood I'm mean.
0: in. Give, I give Mandy one and a half stars, <laughs> heckle two. <laughs> like, <laughs> what was going on with these stars? God knows. Um I think I'd give it three and a half. I enjoyed watching yeah. it with you. We I left think. quite a few times. I wanted to see where the story was going to go. Not all the humour was to my taste, but a lot of it was. Hmm. And personally, I thought hmm. none of the performances were bad. And I thought certainly Joe Mousley was superb.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think we're a little bit in love with her now, aren't we? We just yeah. can't. I mean, she surely she's destined for greater things.
0: I wonder, I wonder what else she's done. I don't know.
1: I mean, we we'll have to Should have, we look, have on a look at IMDb or Wikipedia. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Who knows yeah, what yeah. lofty height she's made it to? <laughs> 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 oh, she's kept Joe Mousley, right? Um, I mean, she's on Twitter, so
0: wow, know, wow, she's made it. She's then.
1: made it. Um, it doesn't look like she's on Wikipedia, unfortunately. IMDB. That's going to be the best.
0: So if you just click on a name.
1: Yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm on it. She was in Emmerdale Farm apparently, on Coronation Street.
0: Oh wow.
1: She worked at Wilco for over twenty years. That's what else I'm, why the fact I'm getting here.
0: <laughs> also, I don't think that's. Her. Oh, what do you mean that's not her?
1: <laughs> um, no, the rest of it was her. Not the person that worked at Wilco
0: for Twenty. Years. <laughs> Who worked at Wilco for twenty years?
1: It's just someone else called Joe Mousley. Okay, yeah. Why is
0: she on IMDb? M D B. You're not meant to put every Joe Mousley in IMDb. Just the ones that are in films.
1: No, and okay. <laughs> She popped up underneath, and I thought, "Oh, there she is again." But no, it's not her. Not her at all. Right, <laughs> which means
0: popped up underneath. Surely there isn't an advert for Joe Mousley who works at Wilkes. I'll
1: show you what I did. Okay, so oh. <laughs> there's there's Joe Mousley again, and there's some facts. And I just I'd been in there, and then I clicked off, and then I go. I, a, <laughs> I
0: you're on Google. <laughs> That's good. But
1: I had, in my defence, I'd clicked in <laughs> to IMDb and then I came out again, and there she was. <laughs> oh wow! But yeah, so th- <laughs> this is the calibre professionalism you're dealing with here. Uh, but yeah, so apart from the Wilco stuff,
0: so she, Emma she's... Dale and Corey, yeah, yeah,
1: in minor roles, unfortunately,
0: I I would because certainly cast her in some of it if I was making a film.
1: Oh, so would I? Yeah, definitely.
0: All right, well let's have the jingle. <laughs> let's have the jingle and then we'll do some spoilers. So shall we shall we explain what the polter heist was?
1: Yeah. So I mean, we did it a little bit anyway, didn't we? Pre, well, when we watched the trailer, because it kind of was pretty accurate, actually.
0: It, it was, but as in the actual heist itself.
1: Oh, you mean the about? You, you mean the diamonds and all that? What the part?
0: diamonds and the money, the the sort yeah. of crime caper. So my my understanding of this was after they go to Alice Moon. Mm. Played by Joe Mosley. Joe Mosley. And uh um,
1: employee of the year.
0: <laughs> Frank speaking through Alice reveals that the fifteen pound fifteen pounds <laughs> the fifteen grand that he yeah. absconded with he spent on a cruise, mm. which he was meant to be going on with his wife Tracy, because she has stage four cancer. Yeah. So the money is gone. There's no getting it back. But then he proposes this plan where they can go to the airport and intercept a suitcase with a hundred grand in it that a rival gang, the Polish gang, is trying to get back to Poland. Mm. That is probably the polter heist of the title. Not because
1: because they're Polish, though, just to
0: clarify. No, because it's a heist. (laughs) As in in that is the heist that the title refers to.
1: Yeah. So Um, a ghost ghost.
0: has basically oceans-elevened them into intercepting and making off with this suitcase that's got all the money in. The ill-gotten gains of Mm. the Polish gang. Uh, It goes a bit wrong, though, because...
1: Um, so So it goes a bit wrong because Tarek and, well, Frank slash Alice, um, and Boxy, go and try an interceptor at this multi-storey car park and they're basically looking out for a white Range Rover. However, when they get there, there's two white Range Rovers drive up. And it's a bit of a joke because they say all the criminals in Pradford drive a white Range Rover. And then they clearly do. So they both go out, Boxy and Tarek both go to separate Range Rovers to, you know, because they're not sure which one it is. And they kind of... They mess it up because they basically get seen and then end up in a gunfight. And then they do end up with one of the cases, but it's just got a stuffed toy in it. Yeah. And the gang, the Polish gang, run off with all the money. So they cock it up, basically, because they're not very stealthy and they get themselves seen.
0: So unbeknownst to our heroes, at the same time as this money drop is being made, Mm -hmm. Uday, Tarek's psychopathic uncle is trying to send some diamonds to Pakistan.
1: Yeah, to get out of a wedding.
0: Yeah, yeah. So there's actually two drops going on at the same time. Yeah. We discover at the end that the stuffed toy has got the diamonds in it. Of course. But at the time, Boxy and Tarek don't know that. They think they've just picked up a worthless suitcase. Mm.
1: Basically then, I think that it all goes a bit mad, and Frank, in an effort to save his beloved Lucy... So basically tells them he's got some money stashed away that they can have. So they follow Frank to a graveyard, uh, try and get to to dig up this money, and basically Frank kind of engineers it so well, I don't he, he, he basically wants to kill Tarek, I think, but basically Tarek and Boxy end up getting killed because Tarek kills Boxy and then Frank shoots Tarek. Yeah. There was never any money in the graveyard anyway, so that's kind of the end of them. But then Frank does end up going and taking Alice, while he's in her body, to a massive bag of money somewhere else. And basically then Alice ends up with the money and Lucy, who she discards on the side of the road.
0: Yeah, Frank Frank makes her promise Bit to a look deal. After Lucy. Yeah,
1: but she um,
0: doesn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's. Got a big bag of money now.
1: Yeah, and the diamonds.
0: Although that is a bit of a plot hole. Yeah, I don't know how
1: she worked it out. Although, would would you just think
0: she works out the diamonds are in the stuffed toy?
1: Yeah, and I wonder whether Frank knew that, and she knew it through Frank because
0: Uh, that would be a
1: way of smuggling stuff, wouldn't it? I mean, I thought there was the diamonds were in the stuffed toy, and I'm not a gangster.
0: Yeah, you you knew everything (laughs) in advance (laughs) in this film. It. So just to quickly explain, to Mm -hmm. explain Lucy. So Tarek is... (laughs) He's basically kidnapped Lucy, who is talked about as if she's Frank's daughter, although you never see her on screen. No. And he's using this fact to put pressure on Frank because Frank has said to him, how are you going to get me to cooperate? I'm already dead. There's nothing you can do to me. And Tarek shows him a picture of Lucy and uses that to put pressure on Frank to cooperate. Lucy is finally revealed on screen at the end of the movie, and she's not his daughter, she's his pet dog. Now, the minute Lucy was referred to in the very early scenes of the film, you said, I bet she's going to be a dog or something. (laughs) I forget exactly how you put it, but you totally called that in advance.
1: I think this is one one of my little... Just a little issue with this film. It's the sort of thing... I knew it, because it's the sort of thing I've seen in films before. It's like... That kind of... We're not going to show her because she's not what you think she is. And it was just a little bit obvious. So when when they walked in... um Initially, when Boxy and Tarek walk into... Oh, uh... Tracy. Tracy's house. And That's they're talking Frank's to wife. Frank's wife, yeah. They're talking to Tracy about Frank. And Tracy says, Oh, Lucy's distraught. She's taken to her bed. She can't sleep. She's off her food. It... I just think it... It was a bit weird, like, why would a young girl do that if her dad had gone away for a few days? And I just thought, it's going to be a dog, it's going to be a dog. And then as it went on, she was like saying, oh, I've even taken her to get her nails done. I don't know, it just said to me, a young girl just wouldn't have behaved like that. Um, and then he says, actually, Frank says at one point, I love that bitch. And I was like, he'd never talk about his daughter like that.
0: Yeah, so yeah. So it was so, just
1: a bit yeah. obvious, I thought. And I've just seen it done... It, it, you know, a few times before.
0: Yeah, well, you totally called it. And to be honest, after you'd said that, it became increasingly obvious yeah. that yeah. Lucy was a dog.
1: I mean, I don't but think I don't, think think, I don't know if it would it, have occurred to me. I mean, you don't think? If yeah. you hadn't said it.
0: And that might have been a really effective reveal, like a really nice, funny payoff at the end of the movie. Oh, I've
1: ruined it for you. Sorry, mate.
0: <laughs> no, you won't.
1: It was weird because I just thought it was so, so obvious. Um, A bit like when you said about the joke. Do you want to explain the joke that you said? Oh, that was just a bit.
0: Yeah, yeah. So this is an example of the laddish humour that I didn't like so much. So Uday sat behind his desk, surrounded by his babes. (laughs) (laughs) And he's got his eyes closed like he's having a nap. And somebody comes to visit him and he says, come in. And the police come in and start talking to him and saying, oh, Frank's been found dead. I don't suppose you'd know anything about that, would you, Uday? And he's saying, no, no, not at all, not at all. And then he just sort of looks extremely, (laughs) what's the word, gratified. Yeah. And then he pushes his chair back and goes, all right, stand up. And one of his babes stands up, the implication being.
1: Yeah. It was just a bit bit lazy. I think... They clearly, there were some great ideas there. Like I said, I love the plot. There were some really funny moments, and I just think it was that, that side of it was a bit lazy.
0: Yeah, I basically think a whole category of jokes in it that you can write off as Laddish humour. Some of the jokes fell in that category. Yeah. Not, not all of them. No.
1: Nah. And I'm not like, God, you know, I'm not being a prude about it. It was just a bit like, eh, great. You know.
0: Yeah. Not yeah. like it
1: offends me. I just find it a bit rubbish.
0: Like, I I can imagine when they were doing it, they thought this is hilarious. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because if you if you think about the function of a joke, the structure (laughs) of a joke, you know, it's got an unexpected reveal. It's got well, I I don't know about the I don't know anything about the structure of a joke.
1: (laughs) Um, It's got the big reveal. Yeah, yeah. Babes, Uh, the
0: big reveal. (laughs) It's got the big reveal. It's got babes. Yeah, it's got everything. Everything you need in a joke. Actually, forget the big reveal. <laughs> <laughs> it's not babes. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I, I still, and I know it probably sounds like I'm not going mad about it, but I still really enjoyed it. It was a really fun film to watch with a friend, you know. Was, yeah. Did I actually give
0: it my stars rating?
1: You did. You said three and a half? Yeah, that sounds yeah. like me.
0: That sounds like me.
1: Yeah. Which I think yeah. is actually fair.
0: What were the bits we left at the most?
1: Oh. For me, it was generally um, Alice as Frank Mm. because just this kind of little, tiny little woman character being this big gangster and doing it so well was just hilarious. Like you said, the things that she came out with.
0: Yeah, yeah. And actually my favourite of those, even though on paper it's it's not the funniest, was when um, Frank speaking through Alice reveals that. He'd spent the money he absconded with 15 grand on a cruise. Oh, yeah. And Tarot so says to him, 15 grand, where were you going? And Frank goes, where weren't we going? <laughs> and I don't know why. that Just the delivery of that line really made me chuckle.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, that, that whole side of it was brilliant. I would have, you know, I could have, seen, I could have watched that, you know, the character of Frank through Alice all day.
0: Yeah. The mini knob stuff <laughs> really made me laugh. You know, the, the, we were chocolate. We were chuckling at a lot of it.
1: Oh yeah, we yeah. said it. I, I, I enjoyed it. Um,
0: the strip club scene. Seemed... The
1: strip club was bizarre, <laughs> but I kind of, I kind of like got into that because it was like. These fun, like, these funny sort of, like, they're gangsters, but they're also these kind of seedy old guys who are, like, living the dream. And their dream is some old men's social club playing bowls where you've also got some old strippers. And yeah. I found that quite funny. And, like, that was quite, that was their thing. Yeah. You yeah, know, that sort of went with that gang. Um, so yeah, I kind of thought that, that was alright. But, uh, yeah. You gotta laugh. Yeah, Yeah. <laughs> Oh, actually, one thing I found quite interesting, if we're going to go a little bit deeper, is um, there was quite a lot of religion or, like, religious sort of imagery. There was, uh, I think we heard the call to prayer at one point. Um, Oh, did we? Yeah, they were, like, parked in, it must have been, I I don't know if they were parked in, like, a mosque car park or something, but you could hear it. Um, And then in another bit, the Polish guy had, like, a tattoo of Christ on the cross on the back of his head. Really? Yeah, like the the crucified Christ. Yeah, yeah. And then I don't know. I I just think there were there were little bits that I thought, oh, that's quite interesting. Are they trying to say like even with the with the Jewish guys? I was like, are they trying to kind of bring in different the different kind of religious sides here? But I don't know if it really ever went anywhere for me. But so the the graves in the cemetery, there was like little odd things. It
0: was quite interesting thematically because Boxy actually asked. Alice, mm. the medium, he said, "Is there a hell?"
1: Yeah, and she said, yeah. it's, "It's
0: not like in the Bible." No, that's the, true. the dead are around us all the time. So it's almost like in the world of this film, there isn't an afterlife. Mm. And Frank, Frank, well, there is an afterlife, but it's not a different place. No, like Frank says, it's not bad being dead. You know, I can just go around looking at what I want. He's not gone, gone anywhere. He's just invisible. Yeah. So within the, the universe of poltergeist, if that isn't too grand a thing to say <laughs> about poltergeist, you know, no religion would be true because it seems there yeah. isn't anything after death except just still being there and no one can see you.
1: Yeah, so maybe it, there was something in that. I feel like I would have to watch it again with that in my mind to see if there was more because I only really thought about it when I'd seen... We were quite far into the film and I noticed the tattoo on his head and I thought, Oh yeah, that was interesting with the you know, the mosque and the Jewish guys and whether they're trying to bring in all you know, different types of religion for some for whatever reason. But yeah, didn't get much further than that. Yeah. (laughs) So I feel like there's a point there. I'm not quite sure what it is, but yeah, I'd be interested if there, you know, if anyone knew more about that, whether that is a thing or whether I'm just looking into something that's not really there.
0: So basically if I'd have to sum up yeah, I'd say this is a heist movie with a twist. it's quite lightweight but quite nice well formed put together yeah, small film not not huge ambition, you know it doesn't no. try and do anything too big for its budget
1: yeah agreed
0: i think I think that for me is Polterheist. I think so three and a half stars
1: yeah, I think worth worth a watch you'd you'd have a a good laugh watching it with a friend yeah, yeah you wouldn't have wasted a you know, you wouldn't have wasted your time. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, Han, are you ready for your quiz? I'm
1: a bit scared because I don't know if I'll know any of So it.
0: this is a brand new section. Oh, the God. The second brand new section we're piloting on this episode of the podcast. I have prepared for Hannah oh, a geez. quiz. Oh, hang on. I
1: feel like yeah. I'm a mastermind for...
0: Trust me, it's not mastermind.
1: ridiculous.
0: Right. Oh, God.
1: And I know I'll This forget. is a
0: new section. Yeah.
1: I'm,
0: I'm not sure we're going to do it every podcast. Okay. But we're certainly going to do it some podcasts. <laughs> we're
1: certainly doing it now.
0: Yeah. And it's called... <laughs> Hannah Does a Quiz. Oh, God. Tonight we've watched Polterheist. Yeah. And the thing that attracted us to Polterheist was the punning title.
1: Oh. So
0: I am going to give you yeah. some punningly titled horror movies. Mm-hmm. And you have to work out which are real films and which I've just made up. Oh,
1: Right, I like it, I like it. Yeah, let's do it.
0: And for each one, mm-hmm. I'm going to read you the IMDB blurb, like okay. a little synopsis. And for the ones that are real, I will give you an opportunity to win a bonus point by guessing to within one... What IMDb score it's got? Okay. But obviously you can't do that for the ones I've made up.
1: Well, be more difficult.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Just whatever you say, I'll say wrong.
1: Wrong. Sorry, no. Nil point.
0: So, are you ready for round number one? I'm ready. This is called the reptile round. I'm going to give you four films, okay? All of which have a reptilian theme. Ooh. Should I do the title first and then the blurb, or the blurb and then the title?
1: Blurb then the title. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay, here's the blurb. Declan has it all. A working Neo Geo, an online girlfriend, and a sweet, sweet job at the Jacksonville Bolarama. <laughs> but things take a turn for the worse when a man-eating gator lays her eggs under lane five. Oh. Title of the film, Alligator. <laughs> A-L-L-E-Y hyphen gator. Amazing. (laughs) Is it a real film or is it a fake one?
1: I mean, I want to watch it. (laughs) It's great. I'm going to go... It's real.
0: No, it's fake. Ah! Oh, sorry, Hannah. Made that up. I made that up.
1: Ah, oh, oh, you really threw me there. Going with Jacksonville. Oh, that was a
0: really good blur. It really it? was. I feel like I should be pitching that. You really should. That's a great idea for a film.
1: IMDb, if you're listening,
0: <laughs> but they don't make films. Happen. What?
1: <laughs> you know, I think they do everything. So. <laughs>
0: Don't have, to have some fun. Uh, right, hit me. Okay, film number two oh. in the reptile round. <laughs> the Velocipasta. <laughs> oh shit, I've done it the wrong way around. Right, blurb first. <laughs> <All> right. <laughs> we have to stop laughing and you have to remember to laugh again. Okay. On,
1: <laughs> right, got it, got it. Ooh, hi.
0: I like this one. I think you'll like it too. After losing his parents, a priest travels to China where he inherits a mysterious ability that allows him to turn into a dinosaur. (laughs) Uh, At first horrified by this new power, a hooker convinces him to use it to fight crime, full stop, and ninjas, full stop. (laughs) And the name of the film is The Velocipasta. V E L O C I P A S T O R.
1: Got yeah, I thought you were going to say he went to Rome like to the Vatican. It was like some kind of Italian food <laughs> dinosaur thing. I'm going to go that's totally fake.
0: It's real. <laughs> It's a real film.
1: (laughs) Okay, we've got to watch that.
0: (laughs) Don't worry, Anne, you can still claw back a point. Wow,
1: oh, God.
0: Can you guess to within one Mm. what score it's got out of ten on IMDb?
1: 3.2.
0: No, it's got 5.1. Wow. Based on 3,159 ratings. Jeez. That's the Velocipasta.
1: Velocipasta. I'm going to look that one up later. Brilliant. (laughs) Okay. Wow. Wow. Love to know how you found that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I just, I just thought, I wonder if there's a film called Velocipasta. I'll put it in.
1: And <laughs> you would be right.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay, film number three. When ancient flying reptiles attack Los Angeles, it's up to two working-class friends, the unlikeliest of heroes, to save the day. And that film is called Terrodactyl, but it's spelled T-E-R-R-O-R-Dactyl. Mm-hmm.
1: I am going to go with false made up
0: what's your logic?
1: I'm just thinking it's not it's not that mental, <laughs> and I think you might have thrown in one that wasn't so bizarre because <laughs> it might seem more real
0: and <laughs> no <know> it's real
1: <laughs> oh, God, I'm rubbish at this but
0: so weirdly, it was released in a lot of territories as. Jurassic Wars, which is a shit name. Mm. Pterodactyl. It's not a pun is a much at all, yeah. yeah. So, to try and claw back a bonus point. It's
1: anything at this point. Yeah.
0: Can you guess <laughs> to within one out of ten? Yeah. What score it got on IMDb?
1: 6.5. 4.1.
0: Oh, God. oh sorry, Anne. Literally. You're shocking.
1: shocking.
0: Okay, last one for the reptile round.
1: This cannot be my specialist subject on Mastermind when I finally come. <laughs> no.
0: On. Okay, a televised baking competition descends into chaos when the Marquis is invaded by a hungry pair of king cobras. The the name of the film is The Great British Snake Off
1: <laughs> Okay, that's totally made up, but it really should be true.
0: <laughs> yeah, you got one right! Yes! <laughs> That is brilliant. I'm going to type that down so we know you've got one point. Correct. One point.
1: The Great British Snake. I love that. There's another two rounds. It's the same format for every round. Okay.
0: Right. The next round is called the zombie round. Okay. So these are punning horror films that have a zombie flavour. Film number one. A medical student sets out to recreate his decapitated fiancé by building her a new body... Made of Manhattan street prostitutes. Gosh. Frankenhooker.
1: <laughs> I'm going to go with True, a real film.
0: It is True. Yay! And can you guess for your third mm. point of the quiz, what did it get out of 10 on IMDb? 3.5. 3.5. No, unbelievably, it got 6.2. Wow. Based on 8,747 ratings.
1: Frankenhocker, who'd have thought? Yep.
0: Yeah, let me record one point for you there. My special special quiz computer. <laughs> okay, film number two in the zombie round. A cannibal opens up a seafood restaurant and kills and cooks people to serve to his customers. Mm. The name of the film is... Gourmet G-O-R-E-M-E-T Zombie Chef from Hell.
1: Gourmet Zombie Chef from Hell. I mean, it sounds
0: made up. But does it sound made up by me? No. I wouldn't have put the zombie chef from That's, hell. Yeah, I think
1: it's true. I, I think it's it. real.
0: What? I don't know why I'm helping you anyway. <laughs> That is a real one.
1: Because you would have you know
0: that is a real blowing one.
1: some smoke up your ass here, you would have made a better <laughs> a better pun there. <laughs>
0: Can you guess what it got on IMDb? Oh, four? No, two and a half. Okay, the third one in the zombie round. When medical trials are pushed to their limits, the most extreme tests end up on St Leonard's Island in the North Atlantic, a repurposed prison for some of the world's most violent criminals. But when one experiment goes wrong, the entire island becomes a terrifying disease-riddled maze for desperate survivors. The name of the film is Patience of a Saint, but Patience is spelt like a medical patient. patient.
1: I am going to go with Made Up.
0: No, it's real. Ah!
1: Oh, I thought that you'd made that up and you'd really thought about it. I was like, "That's really you've done a really nice description.
0: <laughs> it was actually released in the US as Inmate Zero, which in my opinion is much better, albeit more generic title. Mm. So for the bonus point, what do you reckon it got out of ten? Um, seven point two.
1: No,
0: five point six. Oh, that that bonus point is really hard, actually.
1: Yeah, I'm just but I mean, I'm just not getting anywhere near it, am I?
0: Yeah, I don't know why I thought you would. Well, really I know. I mean, you've not seen these films. Also, <laughs> why would you know how good they are?
1: Also, you have met me, right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, uh, well, we'll we'll not include that in the next uh, instalment of Hannah Does a Queen. <laughs> I, was, I think I was just trying to drag try it out. might even edit it I out. mean,
1: remember when you introduced me to the Tomatometer? I mean, that was, <laughs> quite, that was quite some learning.
0: <laughs> okay. This is, this is another quite long blur. Okay. After a girl's night out, endearingly awkward Deb wakes up in the apartment of the most attractive guy in Portland, Maine. Ooh. If I've made that up, that's a nice bit of colour there. <laughs> Very nice. She's thrilled but she can't remember much of what got her there. Pretty boy Ryan only knows it was a mistake and ushers her out of the door into a full-scale zombie apocalypse. Now a walk of shame becomes a fight for survival as the mismatched pair discovers that the only thing scarier than trusting someone with your life is trusting them with your heart. Oh. And the name of the film is Night of the Living Deb. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm going to go with
0: real. That is real. Yes. Yeah, another point for Ham.
1: Night of the Living Deb. Brilliant. And You know we love Debs in this podcast. Yeah,
0: that's why I included it, yeah. And then what do you reckon it got out of ten? Six. Yes! (laughs) It got 5.5, which is within one. Brilliant. Yeah, brilliant. God, at last. We're into the last I I round now. One, one bonus point. This is the big yeah, money round. It's for the million. Yeah, yeah. Um, this round is simply called the Geist round.
1: Oh.
0: So we've watched Poltergeist.
1: Poulter- Poltergeist. He- yeah, Poltergeist. What
0: other poltergeist-themed puns are there in Ooh. the world of cinema?
1: Well, we'll find out, I think.
0: Okay. A troubled priest becomes convinced that the church altar is haunted by a restless spirit. The name of the film is Altergeist.
1: (laughs) See what you did there. Um, Or what they did. Or what they did. I'm going to go with... You made that one up. I did make it up. (laughs) I liked it though.
0: (laughs) Okay. Emma, a college student with a crippling fear of clowns, must come face to face with her worst fear. When an evil spirit in the body of a clown is summoned, terrorising the town she calls home. It's quite a clever pun, actually. Can mm. you guess what it's called?
1: Do, it again. do, 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 do the synopsis again, because I think I was thinking properly.
0: Emma, mm. a college student with a crippling fear of clowns, yeah. must come face to face with her worst fear when an evil spirit in the body of a clown yeah. is summoned, terrorising the town she calls home.
1: No. Something to do with clowns. Yeah. But Clown clown to Geist isn't the
0: thing. I know, I'm going to give you a bonus point. The film name I've got on the card (laughs) is Clown to Geist. Oh. I mean,
1: come on, guys. (laughs) I'm going to go with that's a real film. It is a real film. (laughs) Because I think, again, you would have done a better pun.
0: Um, and what do you think Clowntergeist got out of ten?
1: 4.5.
0: Oh, 2.9. Oh. But well done for spotting it as a real film. <laughs> All right. It's 1975, and club baron Donnie Brown is about to open his latest dance hall. Little does he know that the new disco was built on the site of an old Indian burial well, ground.
1: Aren't they always?
0: And the name of the film is Travoltergeist. <laughs>
1: I love that so much. But I totally think it's one
0: of yours. Yeah. yeah, I made that up. You can have a point. But
1: that is amazing. Oh. Well done. Can you make that? I really want to watch
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And this is the last, the last oh, one I've got for you. Okay. Zombified chickens attempt to kill the fast food workers that cook them in a restaurant built on an ancient burial ground. The name of the film is Poultry Geist, (laughs) Night of the Chicken Dead.
1: Wow. (laughs) I mean, I I think that's real.
0: Yeah, it is real. It (laughs) is real. And can you guess what it got out of ten? Three.
1: No, 6.1. Oh.
0: Well, I hope you enjoyed that. I really
1: enjoyed that.
0: Uh, thank great you very much. Great
1: round. Great round. I
0: enjoyed making up the made you ones.
1: <laughs> well, you did brilliantly.
0: My favourite was Travolta, Travolta Geist. Geist.
1: Travolta <laughs> Geist was fantastic. <laughs> so, what's, what was my score in the end? Not, you know, not that it matters, but.
0: One, two, three, four. You did very well in the Geist round. You correctly identified them all. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. three, four. Five, six. Well, you've got nine points, but that's of limited value. Yeah, don't, don't worry about it. I don't know it. what it's out of. Fun
1: was had by all. I don't know what it's the main thing. thing.
0: You've got nine out of something. Nine out of something. Nine out of something. There we go. Brilliant. I think we should do Hannah Does a Quiz every every. Well, podcast.
1: I'm up for it. If there's more like that, then absolutely. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right, well. I had a lovely night as always had. So did I. It's a shame that this is the last time we're gonna do this in person for a month at least.
1: Yeah, but I think we can work on doing some stuff separately and maybe mashing it together or could even try a, a Zoom podcast. I
0: think, I think that's a the way A podcast. <laughs> I'll have a look into it and work out how to record a live voice call.
1: Yeah. Good plan. So fear not listeners, we will return.
0: Yeah. Super.
1: Stay safe, everybody. Well, thanks for joining us, everyone. Tune in next time for more
0: Midweek Horror.
1: Don't get scared now.